I'm so in love with all of you for being here today and celebrating this this man who um, you know we've all learned so much from. So much. Thank you very much. That's the song. Good night, It's not interactive. Previously on Someone Stole Something. <laughs> uh -huh. All right, so let me get this straight. You two are using deck chairs on the dock, and you think someone stole it. You know it's not made for that, right? Uh, you know? Any no. little yeah. wind could pick up a dinky little chair like that, knock her in the water, which is probably what happened. I don't think that's I what don't. happened. That's it there. Yeah? Are you sure? The weedy area. The grape must be further back. Okay. I think that that's Pat McConnell's red cushion. Well, I mean, you were there and you knew it was mine. You know how much I love that cushion. Why didn't you retrieve it for me? Uh, it was, well, it was... It was really thick there. Yeah, yeah, so we, uh, yeah, we, we thought, you know, we couldn't really reach it. Actually, we have to go. Oh, we just have to go. No, no, sit no. down, sit oh, down. No, 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 honey, no, 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 oh, tippy, tippy. There you go. From Apollo Studios in Toronto, this is Someone Stole Something, The Three Lost Chairs of Goose Lake. I'm Julia Leeser. And I'm Ira Leeser. This is episode three, a note about last week's episode. If you've been following, you are aware that at the end of last week's episode, our plumber's theory that our chair may have simply flown off our dock and into the water has at least partially been disproven. We found no sign of our chair in the weeds by the grate. And we checked with the weather. It wasn't windy on the day of the party, at all. Our plumber also mentioned that Connie's son, Liam, has diving gear and can do a more thorough search at the lake, at least around our dock. But Liam, we found out, is attending summer school right now, getting his French credit, and won't be able to do a dive for us until next weekend. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, we're very excited about that. Another quick note. You may have noticed that my wife panicked and jumped into the lake at the end of the last episode, which was to her more preferable than to face the uncomfortableness of dealing with Pat, finding out that she wasn't invited to our party. We'd like to say it was an oversight, so that's what we'll say. Well, we lost all of our sound equipment when Tippy capsized. It should be noted that we'll be starting a GoFundMe page shortly. Yeah, we're just gonna be real careful from now on. Yeah, I mean, I'm very careful, usually. Okay. Must be nice to never make a mistake. As long as we learn from them, okay. then we're good. So, we spent a lot of time on the Coleman deck chair last week. We thought we would give some consideration to the zero-gravity loveseat. So here goes. Not many people are aware that you can buy a collapsing version of a loveseat. I think that's what drew us to put the chair on our wedding registry in the first place. We thought it was unique, and even if it was a bit impractical, it was kind of romantic. If you go to Costco's website and look up the Infinity Zero Gravity loveseat, you'll see a picture of a model couple sitting in the loveseat. And why do they look so comfortable in their peaceful surroundings? I mean, here they are, a young, hip, interracial couple reading a magazine together, casually glamping in front of a roaring fire with an idyllic forest as a backdrop. That's what we bought. Not just comfort in a chair. We bought the promise of comfort in our lives, in our relationship. Has that been stolen too? Onto the love seat. The problem with the love seat and getting our heads around someone stealing it is that unlike the Coleman or even the Muskoka chair, which we haven't gotten to yet, the love seat is an impractical and even cumbersome piece of outdoor furniture. It wouldn't be easy to sneak away from a crowded birthday party with something that big tucked under your arm. It would be in the same ballpark of someone casually walking out of the party with your living room sofa or your dining room table. You certainly couldn't walk a distance with it. It's something you'd have to plan to steal. You'd have to bring a truck, and you'd need a friend. Definitely a two-person job, lifting that thing. Yes. I mean, 
I think I lifted it by myself, but Ira has a back thing. Right, and yeah. vertigo. Yeah. And my hand. Mm-hmm. It's a really big chair. Too big to be in the collapsible family, for sure. Right. And so we really had to screw on our detective hats even tighter than before. We asked ourselves, what kind of person would steal a two-seater outdoor folding chair? And then we realized we were asking the wrong question. Not what kind of person would steal a two-seater. What kind of people? We were looking for a couple. So back to the party. Out of the 40 guests who attended the party, 16 were in relationships, eight couples. We made a list. Dean and Stacy, my brother and sister-in-law, who went back to Chicago the next week, so they would have had to ship the chairs and cargo. We called their airline, and even though they were completely uncooperative with us, we know Dean and Stacy are way too cheap to pay for the shipping, and it probably wasn't them. There's Rick and Connie, remember the record producers? They arrived on boat to the party and would have had the means to discreetly transport the chairs away. But Rick and Connie are probably the most financially comfortable people we know. Right. If they wanted these chairs, they could just buy the patent and manufacture their own, really. They could just do that. So, unless they were just bored or plain diabolical, it probably wasn't them either. So Brian and Cynthia, our neighbors up the road who have the horses, They're not the oldest people on the lake, and although they remain super fit and active, carrying a hulking chair like the Zero Gravity all the way to their ranch would have proven almost impossible for them. They could have done it with their ATV, but it was broken down at the time, so obviously not them. Jerry and Nina, Victor's friends from Kelowna, they were on a cross-country trip and planned to be in Ontario during the party. Could they have done it? Jerry drives a Subaru Forester. The chairs would definitely have fit. But when they arrived, they got stuck in the mud, so we had to help them push it out. There's no way they would have been able to hide the chairs in their car without us seeing them. Yeah, I have a keen eye. Well, I mean... My left eye. It's not. My right eye has astigmatism. That's for sure. There's Phil and Linda. Phil is one of Victor's former colleagues from Oshawa. We spoke to them a lot at the party. If boring people were a criminal offense, both of them should get a life sentence, (laughs) right? But it's hard to say if they're the chair-stealing type. They certainly are the type to take their unfinished alcohol back at the end of the party. Did they steal the love seat too? Doubtful. More important to me were the precious minutes they stole from us when we spoke. Yeah, we'll never get those back. The only chair they should get is the electric chair. Okay, that's harsh. Too far. Too far. How about Colleen Stewart and Edward Lattimore, the couple that we said kept making out during the party? Ah, yeah. There's something we've been meaning to tell you after the first episode aired. Our producer was contacted by a lawyer representing Colleen and Edward. You may remember when we listed off our guests for Victor's party, we mentioned them. We had said they were together because we saw them making out at the party, but they were, in fact, not together. Well, not... not... Officially, they were both actually married to other people, and it turns out that us airing the episode without their consent kind of added them to their respective spouses. The one positive we can take away from this is that since both of their marriages are now in fact ending, and since we're looking for a couple for the love seat theft, we can officially discount them as suspects in our investigation. I mean, a couple having an affair could steal chairs, but where would they sit in them? You know, a seedy motel along the highway? It makes no sense. Also, we did get a cease and desist letter from their lawyer and can no longer have contact with them. And then, of course, one of Victor's PhD students, Suresh, who brought his wife Needy. 
They helped us get the party together, put tables out, get the snacks ready, uh, get people drinks. They were very helpful. Yeah. At some point during the party, I'm not sure exactly when, Connie, I think, may have mentioned that they were impressed with our help. Ira and I didn't know what she was referring to at first, but then put it together that she and a few others basically thought that Suresh and Needy worked for us, like they were the hired help. I guess I can sort of see why. They were both wearing all black, and at one point, Needy put on one of our aprons. It was an honest mistake, I think. They looked a bit like caterers. I mean, who wears a bow tie to a cottage? They did, however, leave the party quite abruptly after that. And we followed them to their car. They didn't take anything. There's something else. And this is something detectives go through all the time. No matter what the case or how much evidence that's been compiled, there's still a point during an investigation where a detective's instincts take over. And even though you may have nothing to support it, sometimes a detective will be driven by an uncontrollable feeling that they know who the culprit is. This feeling can be largely underestimated when solving a crime. To be fair, we are not detectives. No, but we could be. I'm very observant. Oh, okay, I don't know about that. What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, what color was my jacket that I wore today? Your jacket was blue. I didn't wear a jacket. Oh, okay. Anyway, both Julie and I admitted to having this feeling. They call it a hunch. And our hunch was that our culprits were the last remaining couple at our party, Andy and Craig the only openly gay couple on Goose Lake. And for no reason. We have nothing to back it up. I mean, they're really nice people. They're super nice. Craig and Andy, or Crandy as they're known, keep to themselves mostly, and we don't know very much about them. So we decide to pay them a visit to learn more. This is a really long driveway. Yeah, I wouldn't want to shovel it. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> like, small world, but I wouldn't want to paint it. And then You said that long, about the driveway. Long driveway, but I wouldn't want to shovel it. <laughs> <laughs> or mow, you could do it with mowing. Oh, big big lawn, but I wouldn't want to mow it. <laughs> <laughs> Julie and I do a cursory once-over of the Crandy property to see if we can catch a glimpse of our chairs. Nothing. Now there's the main structure of the cottage as you walk up the long driveway, and then a smaller structure in the back. We never got access to that. Now a small note about the audio here, since we didn't get permission to record the Crandies, we wanted to catch them off guard. Our interaction with them was done secretly on Ira's iPhone. The sound quality is just a bit tricky for a bit. Hello, it's us. Hiya. Hey. Hello. Hi, guys. Oh, hi. oh my gosh. Look at your place. I love oh, it. Thank you. Thank you. So, oh, you have you haven't seen it? Well, well yes. Not, I mean, yes. You, you guys were sleeping. You were sleeping. Oh. So it's. Huh? <clears throat> you. We brought we, wine. Yes. So oh, that's okay. Because we love wine. We love ah, wine. Perfect. We wow, some. you guys brought three bottles you know. of wine. Sure. <laughs> just, who knows? The night is uh, young. Yeah, we thought we should just have some. Yeah. Weird key party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You said it first. Okay. Gates night. Okay. <laughs> Julie and I decided we needed to be smarter about the way we're going to approach the Crandies. We don't want a repeat of the Bill Potter interview. This is the plan as I understand it. We invite ourselves over to Craig and Andy's under the guise of a games night. We drink some wine, loosen them up a bit, they drop their guard, boom! We offer them a leading question that gets them to slip up that they stole the chairs. Or... You know, something like that. I'm not sure how he puts it. The play's the thing wherein we'll catch the conscience of the Crandies. Or in our case, the game's the thing, you know, from Hamlet. 
You see, he hires a group of traveling actors to do a play that is meant to get under the skin of his uncle, who he accuses of killing his dad. The dead dad here being the chairs. Right. Shakespeare. So as we pick up here, we've already had a fair amount of wine. I mean, Ira, way more than me. So what do you think? Should uh, we open up another bottle? I vote I mean, for yes. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> suppose yeah. so. I mean, if you go boating, you can't have drunk. Oh, oh right. right, right, right. It's too right, late right, for right. boating. I'll do it. Relax. Okay. Who's boating? Yeah, we're right. driving. No, nobody, nobody. <laughs> we're playing games. We're not right, boating. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're not going to play yeah. the game of boats. <laughs> no. I guess no. we could sleep in tomorrow. Yeah, yeah it's a cottage, guys. Yeah, it's cottage. such a fun. At this point, I just want to mention is when things go a bit off script. Pretty early, as you can tell. Because this is where my husband starts massaging Andy's shoulders. Oh. <laughs> wow, you stirred oh. a lot of attention up here. Just relax. <laughs> Just, oh, this is, this is, this is something. Yeah. <laughs> this is fun. He's good, right? Yeah, no, he usually doesn't uh, respond to my massages. Okay. Well, well, my as much as I, got it, I got it going on. He's got the magic touch. Yeah. Yeah. Almost too much, too you're much next. magic. You're, you're next. Work. Yeah. Well, Craig, I, you're next. I, I don't okay. know you touch him the way you're touching me. <laughs> I know the idea is to get them to relax and drop their guard, but the opposite seems to be happening. I hope we're not blowing it. I mean, it's it's nice having people over yeah. and just, yeah. you know, having a place. I mean, it's always, it's been our dream to just have a nice place, yeah. have a cottage. It's good to be on the same page. Right? Yeah. So what do you say? Should we play a game? Well, <laughs> I mean, Craig was just talking, honey. Yeah, so. about yeah. the cottage. And, yeah, but it's it's games night, right? Where okay. It's not getting any earlier, and we're not here to, to do what's, let's talk about our cottage night. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, no, he's got me. He's totally I mean, got yeah, me. Okay. It is late, it is late. Uh, uh, all right, okay. let's game. One, one game, and then we're, we'll wrap okay, it up. Let's, okay, let's, well, we'll be oh. the deciders of that. Yeah, I have a game I want to play. Okay. How about we play Truth or Dare? Ooh. Right? I, I mean, I thought maybe some, like, Gin rummy. Oh, oh. We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, press, okay, okay, press, yes. Okay, cards. truth. Here we go. Oh, okay. Have you recently stolen something from someone's house? That's kind of specific. Yeah, well, I mean, it's point, I'm just pointed. Just answer the question. Yeah, it's, it's a truth. It's a truth, yeah. yeah um, so. uh, I, game works. I mean, not. <laughs> you stole my heart? Oh, oh that doesn't count. Also, barf. It has to be a real. Three thing or yeah, three things. Yeah, like a thing, like real something. Three things, maybe. Yeah. Okay. One, three, two, three how many things? Three things? I don't know. Okay, yeah. Uh, uh, well, I can't say heart. Uh, <laughs> I, I, there's little, you, you know, there's those shampoo thingies from oh the hotel. My. How many do we have? Of those? Oh. You know, you count. Them. A plethora. Okay. I just okay. learned that word. So are you, we are you not lying, though, to cover another thing that you. No, oh, we, have, we have a lot. Yeah. We have a lot. The conditioner as well as the shampoo. <laughs> you caught me. Okay, and Chief it doesn't have to be recent. It could be something like past the shampoos and things like that. Past, past the shampoo. Like something maybe. Yeah, um, you sit in. Like something, something you sit in or has like in, I sit in my like regret of like choices. That okay, I've made. this is getting. Does robbing count? Yes. Well, they're saying, yeah, they're like saying the same stealing. Thievery, oh, robbing. no, but I mean like at, with a weapon. Oh, wow. No, that's Babe. not what we're asking. At least from a long time ago, I was a bit of a nutty teen. Is Wait, that what you're talking what about? Are you, what are you saying? So we play a few more games. I mean, we try to stay subtle, but we're drinking a lot of wine. So this is us playing the game of things. Not sure if you know it. Ellen plays it on her show all the time. Oh. Okay. Uh, here's some paper and pens, mm -hmm. if you can pass those out, there honey. Yeah, and you? Mm -hmm. I'm going to say a statement that has the word 
things in it. Okay. Okay. Each of you write down your corresponding answers anonymously on those pieces of paper, yeah. and I have to guess which of you said what. Yeah. For example. Yeah. So if Iris um, says yeah. um, things that you might find on Craig's face, Andy might say. I could. That he would say. Might say the boil. The boil. Like no. That's just something we no, all say. I would. Um, it, it's a birthmark. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. We don't. Yeah. yeah that's just okay. an example. So um, here we go. Write down <clears throat> things you would take from someone's house after a party. What? Sweet, merciful, no. Jesus. This on? has to stop. Babe? Yeah, no, I, I, I have a right, and I'm going to speak. One of two things is happening here. One, you're accusing us of something. That is not happening. Or, not... or, 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 two, you want to have sex with That's us. That's what either, it is. Uh, yeah, or either way, I'm, I feel exceedingly uncomfortable. Why would you think that? What, babe? Uh, yeah, the wine that you brought, three bottles, the touching, the flirtatious games you chose to oh, play, like what? truth or dare, strip jenga, that doesn't even exist. Does not exist. Until now, it's a great game. You take your pants from the bottom and you uh, put it on top. You sorry. take a shirt from the bottom oh. and you put it on top. Don't make yeah, up a slogan. Put your pants back on, please. Oh my yes. gosh. Okay, well, I'm sorry, you guys. I'm sorry. It's just... Okay, look, we aren't swingers, if that's what you're talking about. We're not accusing you of anything, okay? We had some chairs that went missing after our party, and we just thought that... It, it might, might be you guys. Be you guys, that's all. Wow. Wow, that is especially surprising coming from the two of you. Yeah. What is that what is, supposed to mean? Yeah. <laughs> Honey? Well... What? It's your mother's, so the pan? Yeah. Uh, yeah. the pan. What the pan? pan? The pan. The no. pan, the cheesecake pan. I made a cheesecake for your father. You said you returned the pan, and it's been a year now, and we have just sort of given up on it. The cheesecake pan. Oh, the cheesecake yes. pan. Well, yeah, I guess, I'm sorry, we forgot about we that. Just yeah, that was yours. No, it's okay, because we bought another one. Oh you know what, gosh. we should probably go to bed. Yeah. We should just go to bed, it's getting late. I feel awful, I'm do you so ashamed. Oh, we can just take a quick look in your garage. Oh my God. Get, get, okay, okay. Look, I'm I mean, sorry. are you gonna finish that bottle of Merlot? Oh my God. Please leave, we're gonna... All right, sweetheart, can you take care of that? Yeah, just take, I mean, take the bottle. Good. We don't want your cheap wine anyways. Yeah, French. That's really tacky. What? It wasn't even no, open. No, it was tacky, okay? It's still technically our wine. If they, they barely touched it, why are you walking so far away from me? Someone Stole Something is produced, written, and performed by Naomi Sneekas and Matt Barham, with the help of Leo Hicks, Spencer Hall, and the team at Apollo Studios in Toronto. Thanks in this episode to Andrew Pifko and Jason DeRoss. Special thanks to Ron Sexsmith. Go to BarrowmanSneekas.com to listen to all of our podcasts, including the Barrowman Sneekas podcast, and for all of our upcoming live dates. Yeah.